Marty! You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. So this is the first episode of Marty. Episode one. Marty, what does Marty stand for? Mike and Russ time. Yeah. Yeah, Marty. (laughs) Marty. And it has a double meaning also because... Uh, as we, you heard, or the people, the one person listening heard on, um, well, on, uh, the intro, um, it is, um, also connected to Back to the Future. Well, we're not really connected to Back to the Future. I'm really saying this horribly. Basically, it's a nod to Back to the Future because this podcast, uh, will deal with time travel. Very interesting concept. Yeah, something you and I are both uh, nerds about. I think you're probably a bigger time travel nerd than I am, which is... I'm a huge time travel nerd. I'm like a big time travel nerd. You're a huge time travel nerd. Yeah, I get I get super excited whenever there's anything yeah. anything about time travel. And whenever I see a movie coming out or something, I always think, oh, I bet Mike would like that. Because Mike and loves time travel. Sometimes I don't, because sometimes the movie's yeah. terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I and mean, that's what we'll talk about in these uh, podcasts, hopefully, among other things. We're not limited to time travel because this is Mike and Russ time. And Mike <laughs> and Russ time. It's just about us and having yes. time. <laughs> it's our time. It's our time. <laughs> it's our time down here. <laughs> down here, it's our time. Uh, yeah, well, what's the old quote? Uh, what was it from? Uh, um. No, I know what you're you were doing Goonies. I was thinking of um uh Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, I don't know saying? any quotes from that one. That's when uh when when Spicoli uh played by Sean Penn's like you know, uh Mr Mr. Hand. Remember when he got Spicoli ordered he was the stoner surfer guy. Oh yeah, he, he ordered, ordered the pizza. pizza and Mr. Hand was like Mr. Spicoli, are you going to be eating pizza on our on my time? <laughs> And he was like, you know, Mr. Han, I've been thinking about this. If you're here and I'm here, doesn't that make it our time? <laughs> <laughs> he was right. And that's what Mr. Han says. You know, that's a good point. And he, so he's like, how? So then he shares the pizza with everybody and Spicoli gets none. And Spicoli looked so, <laughs> he looked so de- dejected and so like, he was hurt. He was, his feelings were genuinely hurt. That's he, he ordered the pizza and he yeah. got it all taken away. Yep. But hey, so, he, if anybody's seen the movie and who hasn't seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, Spicoli and Mr. Hand make up at the end. They they be you know they have a bonding. I think I saw it once way back in my teenage years, which was about three hundred years ago. Wow, back when it first came out, probably. <laughs> yeah, and I I only remember very I very remember. brief parts about it. You remember the scene. With Phoebe Case I, well, coming out of the pool, of course. Who doesn't? I mean, that's really the only reason I watched it. <laughs> You're like, what? She's naked? Well, just yeah. just topless, Mike. Just, that's enough just, for me. That's, that was plenty for me. That was when you had to sneak downstairs and record it on the, the VCR when your parents weren't around. 
Oh, uh, see, we didn't have. I didn't have that because we only had. We only lived on one floor. We had one TV and one, <laughs> one VCR. No, we had two TVs, but we only had one VCR, and it was in the living room, so we couldn't do that. Uh, I guess yeah, if I, I wanted to... to be really clever, I could have. But there was there was certain points where we had um, we had cable and we had HBO and Showtime, but for some reason the you had to switch the connectors to get Showtime. Oh yeah, Cause so I show... would find. Yeah, I would find out when these like movies were coming on, and I would sneak downstairs in the middle of the night, and I'd have to re realign all the the connectors so I could yeah. record the stuff on Showtime. Is that because I remember back in the day uh, that if you had HBO, uh, it came with like an extra little filter you plugged into the TV or something, or into the cable box? Yeah, there was something like that. All yeah. I knew is that I wanted to get the Showtime for the boobs. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know what really had the boobs, and it was well, still does. Um, it was really cheesy, but is Cinemax? Did Cinemax you, has yeah. a lot of Cinemax is is basically a, a very soft core. Yeah, in the evenings, Cinemax is soft porn. It's really bad. I mean, I'm I'm not saying bad as in porn is bad. I'm saying bad, <laughs> but porn is bad. It's bad for you. No, but I'm saying it's bad, bad. kid. I'm bad, bad as in it's like horrible porn. It's like horrible. Yeah, it's just horrible. You know, of it's course, bad, it's bad movies. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's like there's really bad, there's bad porn and there's bad movie porn. Yeah, and it's one of the it's one of those things where uh we used to call it Skinamax when I was a teenager because there was I never really had it back then though. I had friends that had it back then, but um yeah, but they called it Skinamax because there were so many you know, soft core porn in the It was 80s. it was the nudie channel. But did you have the uh uh, did you? Pat and I talked about this in one of our podcasts. Um, the the table cable box where you could like sort of switch the little lever in between, and you could sort of get like a wobbly version of Playboy. Yeah, if you could, you had to hold down like sometimes two of the channels. Right, right. Yeah, and then that's adjust right. it. Yeah. adjust it in the little thing, and you could, you know, it it would last for about ten seconds, and then it would always fuzz yeah. out. But yeah, you could you could still see some stuff. Yeah, and and the back same. then when there wasn't access to porn at at every you know every corner, yeah, on the internet, that yeah. was the best. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. yeah, because back then you had to work for it. Yeah, you you <laughs> yeah, there was no free porn. You go down to the, we the had to work for our porn. You go to the stop and go, and you're like, dude, <laughs> come on, come on, I'm like 15. <laughs> you were 15 once, you know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, oh, all right. But don't tell anybody I sold it to you, you know. <laughs> you were 15 once. <laughs> yeah. So now that we've talked about porn and boobs and stuff, <laughs> yeah. maybe we should... Uh, well, we sort of were, we were sort of traveling back in time in our minds. That's true. I do that a lot. Yes. Yes, I you do. do. A lot. So, so, Russ, why don't you tell us about who you are? So the, the audience... Oh, yeah, in know. case anybody's listening, because... Um, you have, you have a podcast that you do and I have a podcast that I do and we might have people, listeners from either podcast who have no idea who the other guy is. That is very true. Our, our circles have now merged and we have yes. a, one of those things in the middle. There's the, the Venn diagram thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's the Russ people, the Pat, the, I mean the, the Mike people and then the Mike and Russ people. Yeah. We could call them Marty's. <laughs> we could call yes, we could call the all the listeners, especially to this Marty's. We could call them Smarties because they're smart. <laughs> they're smart to listen to Marty. They're smart to listen to Mike and Russ. That's time. right. Our yeah. groupies will be called Smarties. <laughs> so I'm uh, my profession is my day job is a comic book letterer. 
which basically means if you don't read comic books, you, I get the script and I get the art, uh, and and then I uh, lay out the dialogue and narration on the page. I draw the word balloons in the caption boxes. Uh, sometimes I'll design the sound effects, the kabooms and the blams, the crashes, the s- crashes and the splats, um, and then. Um, uh, and then sometimes I'll put the book, to, book together, you know, kind of a production sort of thing. But yeah, comic book letterer, people might know, have they may have seen my name if they read stuff like The Walking Dead uh, or Black Science or East of West. Mostly image comic books nowadays. I used to letter stuff for Marvel Comics back in the day. Um, that was that was too that was long too ago. much for you. Well, I haven't like, done yeah, I haven't done I haven't done lettering for Marvel for since about 2011. Um, but yeah, it was it was more stress with Marvel books because they have a different kind of a schedule. And now I do, you know, image stuff, so my stress levels are spread out through the week <laughs> instead of <laughs> it's, it's not all yeah. grouped into one day. It's... Yeah, which it, with Marvel stuff it was always Friday. You know, when it comes to Friday, you knew you were going to be there late at night. Mm. So nobody um, needs that. No, no. So that's basically me in a nutshell. I'm oh, I'm also an artist and a writer, but uh, the day job, the what pays the bills, the comic book lettering. So, and um, but uh, yeah, but um, you know, I met you back in 1998 when I went to work for Wizard Entertainment as the uh, online assistant editor, which is based, which basically was I was the the website designer back then. Yeah, those were. Those were interesting times. I remember your first day coming in a wizard. You remember the very first day? I remember the very first day Buddy brought you upstairs. Yeah, I remember that. And I was I was coming out into the hall because I hated sitting in my desk, so I was always wandering around doing something. <laughs> and uh, there was Russ. So did you, did you – was that the first – my first day or was that the day I was there when I was looking for an apartment and Buddy took me around to meet people? I think that may have been – the first time you were there because if it was the first time I was there my dad was actually with me uh, going around the office because um, he and was maybe it he, was your first day because I, I seem to remember it was just, just you and, and Buddy just Buddy and me Okay. did your dad come upstairs with you? well on the day that, that well actually you know what that's a good question I'm not sure because my dad might have gone oh I'll just sit in the lobby I'll, I'll see you when you're done you know what I mean? maybe he you know was playing I mean? pinball yeah, maybe, maybe, because we had the pinball machines there. <laughs> maybe he was playing foosball by himself. <laughs> foosball machine. Or ping pong. <laughs> Could have no, been I, ping pong. I don't know if, yeah, the ping pong table was set up, I think. But, uh, no, that might have been out in the warehouse. But, anyway, I remember my first day as well. Um, not the whole day exactly, but I remember the first day. And I remember, uh, one thing I remember about it was, uh, Buddy wanted to go to Bennigan's. Or no, or TGI Fridays or something like that, right? Benigans. But yeah, so uh, he was like, "Well, let's go to Bennigan's. I'll buy you lunch for your first day." But it was like one of the first warm days of the of the summer or the spring because it was May. I remember it was May. So oh, geez, that's that. This is May. No, it's June right now. Anyway, <laughs> so that was uh, how long ago was that? Eight, seventeen years? Oh my God, we're old. Oh, I know. Anyway, long story short, was I remember, um, but he's but he was like, oh well, change of plans. Nobody wants to go to Bennigan's because it's so nice outside, and um, it's one of the first nice days of the spring, and we're gonna go out. So we're gonna go to the park. 
So uh, yeah, we went to the to that deli. What was that deli? The name of the deli? Um, Titanic Deli. Titanic Deli. Yeah, they had good they had good food there too. They did. They had good sandwiches. Good sandwiches. You can get good um, other good stuff there too. But yeah, Titanic Deli, Congress, New York. So yeah, we got we went there and got the sandwiches, and we went over to um, the park. Did you go to the lunch with us that day? Do you remember? I don't remember. I know that I, I thought one of your first days there, we took you to our usual like Taco Bell Wednesday days. Oh, I think that was the first Wednesday I was there. I started on a Monday, and I think Wednesday, I think Tuesday, maybe just Buddy and I had lunch, or maybe that's when we went to Benningas. I'm not sure. But yeah, Wednesday, it was because it was like the first, my first week, and Buddy's like, Buddy didn't go with us, but he calls me up. He says, hey, um... Today is Taco Bell Wednesday. I'm like, uh, okay. He said, so uh, I'm not going to go to lunch with you, but um, I'm going to have some guys meet you at your van, and you guys are going to go to Taco Bell. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and I went down there and was like, oh, shit. Nobody ever rides in my van. They're going to be worried about, you know, riding with the guy driving with hand controls. But nobody nobody cared. They just piled in. I remember. Oh, yeah. as long as I remember we were going to Taco Bell. It didn't matter. Yeah, that's when we could go to Taco Bell at least once a week, and and we were fine. Yeah, at least once a week. <laughs> at least we sometimes <laughs> go twice. Those were the good old days, Russ. Oh man, those are good. that's before we got fat and. That's before we got old and oh. fat, and I still had hair back then. Yeah, but I remember. Um, yeah, that's what. Uh, and and you know, you were one of the first people I met. Of course, not met, but became friends with. Um and then buddy, I'm very friendly. Buddy, you are, you are. Well, I remember like, a, like I'm like I'm like a man of the people. Well, do you remember? Do you remember um going and picking up the my my car keys? <laughs> um, it was like one of the. I'd only been there not even a month, I don't think. And my van, uh, I had trouble with my brakes, and I and I'd lived an hour away, um. And I had trouble with my van brakes, and it was so the van was in the shop, and then it turned out they were going to have to keep it overnight. And I'm like, oh, great. Now I got to get, uh, I got to find a get, you know, get a ride home. And my keys for my apartment are on the van keys. How am I going to get it? They're going to close soon. And uh, so I went into the lobby and asked everybody, and everybody just kind of looked at me like, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to do that. Because <laughs> it was because it was actually driving all the way up to Haverstraw, you know, where that there was a Midas up there. Well, right, like across the street from Taco Bell. Speaking of Taco Bell, and you were like kind of reluctantly like, I'll go. Everybody else is being a dick, but I'll go because I'm not yep. a dick. Because Mike's not a I'm, dick. I'm not a dick. Well, well, lately I might be a dick, but I, back then I definitely wasn't a dick. Nope, you're one of the nicest guys ever. And then yeah. that's when I was like, this Mike guy, this is a good guy. <laughs> he's, he's all right. I felt horrible, but you did it. You were like, no, you did it. And you you were smiling when you came back. I don't I don't remember exactly. But <laughs> anyway, you were like, yeah, coming back. You might have been like, <laughs> mumbling, or, I don't grumbling. I was, I was probably actually very happy to do it so I could uh, get out of the office. And yeah. But no, I think the problem was this was like at the end of the day. It was almost like I think people were actually getting ready to go home. Oh, see, then they were definitely dead. Yeah. And so they were like just playing foosball. And like, you know, they were like before they went home. And so they were like, ugh, screw you, new guy. Screw you. You're a a douche. And I said, hey, hey, he's not a douche. His name is Russ. (laughs) Yep. And then I I took care of it. You're like, Russ, don't don't worry about it. These guys are assholes. (laughs) I'll take care of you. 
Oh, yeah. So that's a little bit about me and how we met. And then, um, so little, let's know, let us uh, know a little bit about you, because I think there might be some listeners. From, there might be some uh, listeners. From, they from might know play, They might play. know the name, Mike Fasolo. I am a writer on Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken, hugely popular on... Which apparently is, is quite popular, adult, yeah. Adult Swim. Yeah, yep. and and I've uh, been doing that for... Uh, eight seasons, which translates into eleven years. Wow! I know, I know. That's where did the where did the time go? <laughs> it's it's nuts. We actually just passed our eleven year anniversary. June first was our first day we got out here in two thousand four. I remember when when you were talking about moving out here, and that was like April two thousand four. And we uh, we wow. came out in we did a ten day trip. Me and me and the other guys from Robot Chicken. Um, from New York to California, we had a bunch of stops along the way, and we stopped at you know amusement parks, and we saw the oh that's cool largest ball of twine and the Grand Canyon and the Meteor Crater and St. Louis Arch and things like that. Did you go up into the arch? I've been up there. Went up into the arch. Yes, it was. It's you know it's you go up there, you ride in these crazy tiny little pods. Yeah, they're weird elevators because they sort of have yeah. to go at an angle, right? Yep. And, and then uh, yeah, I mean you go up there and you look around, and take some pictures, and. And you come on down. Yeah, the observation deck inside there isn't that big, but yeah. So yeah, we did that. And that was uh, we did a ten day trip. So we left in May, like the middle of May or you know the end of May, and came out here and started my illustrious career as a robot chicken writer. And out here is Los Angeles, California, or is Southern yeah. California somewhere? Because you were you've lived kind of in different. You were in Sherman I, Oaks at one point. I started out in Sherman Oaks. I was there for quite a few years, and then I moved to Studio City, which wasn't too far away. And then I was down in Orange County, which is a, a long ways away, down by Disneyland. Yeah, that that was that was a hike, right? I mean, that's yeah. when you were taking the train. To no, work. no, I, I was still. Uh, luckily, I was for that year. I think I was on hiatus, so I didn't have to work too much. Yeah. And then from there, we moved into Westwood which is the house I'm at now. Right. And then we left here and we went up to Simi Valley, which is another hike way up north. Yeah, that's that's going up towards Oxnard, right? Yeah, and that's when I that's when I used to take the train, which was Oh, okay. Delightful. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and then uh, Are you saying delightful sarcastically or for real? No, no. I loved taking that train. It was fantastic. Cuz you could just relax. I could get on the train. I got on the train in the morning. I just sat there. I could, you know, bring my my iPad. I could read. I could play games. I could do pretty much whatever I wanted. And then uh, now we're back here after a couple of years. And now I'm in Los Angeles, but we haven't seen each other yet. I know. I I've been too busy, and then I have a van. Yeah. Yeah. What did you say? You think I still I live in Denver? I don't think you're here. I think you're still in Denver. Karen just walked in. Karen's my my lovely bride. And uh, she walked in and handed me a note that says, uh, hi, going to bed. Love you. Your good wife. Night. Good night, Karen. She can't hear me because you're on the head, headsets. But... Yeah, but she didn't, she didn't want to disturb us, so she, uh, oh. she just came in to be quiet. That was sweet. But she's going to bed now. Karen's awesome. For anybody who doesn't she know is. Karen, you, nobody knows Karen. Well, I bet lots of people know Karen. I bet more people know Karen than even know me and you. Yeah, probably. Well, I know more people know Karen probably than me. But you, because you're like... 
you've actually you're an Emmy winning writer. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Just, just throw know. that out there. I do. I, I know that you wouldn't writer. say that yourself because you're a humble man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've actually been to the Emmy Awards. So I've been to the Emmy Awards many, many times, and one only once. <laughs> and one only once. Yeah. Hey, we that's hope for that. That's that one more than me, and one more than I'll ever have, probably. That's so. true. Unless there was one year that I really, really wanted to win because, you know, everybody wears their normal black and white tuxes to these right. Emmys. And one year I said, you know what? I'm going to look really ridiculous, and that will pretty much guarantee that we get to go up on stage. So I wore a an all-white oh, tux. Yes. White I remember shoes. I, had, I had a top hat. I had gloves. I had a cane. You had a, Oh, that's right. I, I had, remember the picture. You actually had a walking stick. Yeah, the only oh thing I was God. missing was the monocle. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I was assured. I was so sure that we were going to win that year. And actually, um, it was the year uh, Tom Kinney, who plays SpongeBob, was presenting our, our category. And the, there was a whole bunch of, of you know, people on the list with us. And you know, they called out, you know, the nominees are... Robot Chicken, regular show, blah, 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 blah. And he gets up there and he goes, and the Emmy goes too, and he opens it and he goes, ruh, 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 ruh. And I was like, holy crap, we won. We won oh, again. No. I'm going to get to go up with this. And then he goes, ruh, 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 regular show. And I was like, oh. The, a, that had to defeat. suck. Oh, like, so for like, like, for like a, a second or two, you were thinking, <laughs> we won. Yeah, I got it. I was all set. I was ready to go up there. I had my top hat ready. And uh, no, we didn't win. So, oh man! Yeah, we'll have to see what happens this year. Hopefully, we'll get nominated again. Hopefully, hopefully. You well, you guys get nominated like almost every year, don't you? We've been nominated every year except our first year. Well, that's just because people didn't know who you were. Then yeah, once they, they knew, knew were, they were, then were you were like new. huge. That reminds me, and this is a weird time to mention it, but um, I wanted to see if I could get uh, um, get you uh, to get to, to, to like sign a uh, a DVD for my little cousin. She loves the show. Oh sure. So, How old is she? Twelve. Okay, she she shouldn't be watching the She's show. She's a little also. young for the show. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So <laughs> do you yeah, just want me to sign it, or do you want everybody to sign? Well, if you get it, I mean, yeah, I mean, she would. I mean, she would be through, you know, over the moon if you get everybody to sign it. But oh, I could do that. I could probably get her uh, a few DVDs. Speaking of, I wanted you to mention the guys you you took the road trip with. These were uh, all guys from Wizard as well. Um, uh, Matt Sinreich. Matt Senreich, yes. Doug Goldstein. Doug Goldstein. Tom and Root. Tom Root. Uh, and was that the core group that you got? Or was there somebody else I'm missing? That's the core group. We had uh, we had other people who came out on the trip with us. Okay. But those are the those are the main guys who. Those are, are the main guys, yeah. That, that are and all of them are still writing for Robot Chicken, right? Still I mean, writing for Robot Chicken. Yeah. Well, Matt Senreich co-created it with uh, uh, Seth Green. Seth correct? Green. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure I have it right in my head. So. Yep. So yeah, they uh, they did that. They brought us all out here, and and here we've been. It's been a it's been an interesting run out it's here. It's interesting how uh, the um you know a magazine. Well, I mean, it's more than just one magazine, Wizard. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's interesting how that um that little magazine and you know has sort of you know uh still has its fingers <laughs> in pop. It has launched the career in, of, in of many people. Yeah, I mean, comic books, there's a lot of people that work in comic books who used to work for Wizard Magazine. Um, and then, of course, 
you know, you got four guys right there from 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 there. But you know, in some ways, I would guess you'd say Robot Chicken is sort of uh, because I mean, didn't Matt meet uh, Seth Green because Seth Green loved Toy Fair? Um, yeah, Seth Fair, is, a, is a he's a huge toy guy, right? Like he makes his own toys, custom custom makes his own toys. Oh, sometimes. see, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, and he, you know, he liked Toy Fair, and I think I think Matt may have gotten in touch with him or he somehow got in mm-hmm. touch with Matt and he wrote a couple you know letters to the editor or the the front page of the magazine whatever you call that right oh yeah the masthead thing instructions yeah. or whatever and uh, yeah then they became friends and the uh, robot chicken actually started because Seth was going on um, the Conan show and he wanted to do a you know a stop motion thing like two or three minutes right. about his puppet and Conan's puppet going to Oh, I, rem- I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's that's really how it all started. They, you know, Matt got everybody together. They they wrote the script. Um, they found animators out actually out here, which they had to. You know, they they would build some of the sets right in the the warehouse of Wizard and ship them out here, where the animators put it all together and. Uh, you know, animated it from the script, and then that actually aired on the uh, Conan show after Comic Con. That's the one with the yeah, because they had a act, they had a Conan action figure, right? And yeah. the Seth Green action. Figure. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, that's, that's funny. That's really how it all started. I, for some reason, I didn't I didn't make the connection that that was like the sort of the impetus for. To, to but it makes sense. You know, I should have I should have put that two together. But sometimes I, I think my mind is going, Mike. It's just you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, join the club. See that that's something that 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 just seems logical. But then I'm like, oh, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the the illustrious beginning of of Robot Chicken. And now it's a a juggernaut in the now it is a worldwide in, phenomenon. Yeah, Emmy Emmy winning. Emmy winning, hopefully multi-year Emmy winning soon. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. I want. I definitely want one more because it needs a the. There's only one on the mantelpiece, so it needs a, another one to balance right. the, the mantelpiece out. Well, to go along to go along with your upcoming Oscar that you will make, yes. you know, from one of these days. I really hope you know. so. It's been it's been 11 years. I haven't gotten the Oscar. Yeah. Yet. Still waiting on that one. Well, you're still young, Mike. We feel old, but in in. You know, somebody like uh, what's his name, um, um, uh, Clint Eastwood. He didn't even he wasn't even a movie star until his like he was like thirty five or something. So yeah, but then he exploded. Yeah, we haven't exploded. You haven't exploded. I haven't exploded. I'm really waiting to explode. I'm 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 feeling the energy building up. I just need someone to light the fuse to explode me. Hmm. Well, we got to find the fuse and then light it. Find what it needs to take to light it. <laughs> and then you, you can explode, and then, then I'm going to explode, and then I'll be dead, and then I won't ever be able to win anything. Yeah, <laughs> Mike exploded all over us. <laughs> what was that about? He always said he would explode one day, but I didn't think this is what he meant. I didn't think <laughs> he meant literally. So you and I learned uh, back in the wizard days. Um, uh, pretty, I mean pretty soon on that we were we had a lot in common and stuff i mean obviously a lot of people in that office had a lot in common because we were all working at wizard and it's comic books we're all a bunch of comic book nerds but i quickly realized that 
you were more of a downstairs guy than an upstairs guy. Yes, we did have that separation. Yeah, because you uh, upstairs downstairs. Because downstairs was like editorial and design, and then upstairs was sort of you know accounting and and you know advertising and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you. Uh, that's right. You came in when I was when I was upstairs. Right. That's right. You were I already upstairs. At, yeah. When I first when when I first started, I was I was a downstairs guy. I was doing editorial and research and and writing and things like that. But then I went to uh, one of the. Um, Chicago cons, and they they for some reason put me on the the credit card machine, you know, to charge oh, people yeah. getting in. And for some unknown reason, the the accounting people thought that I was like the greatest person they'd ever had on the line there. <laughs> so when I came when I came back, they're like, "We want to move you upstairs to accounting," and I'm like, "I can barely do math. I can't yeah, do you're... accounting." And they're like, "No, no, it's all right. We'll we'll, we'll teach you." And I was like, well, I, do I really want to do accounting? And then they said, we'll give you a raise. And I said, oh, yeah, I, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, was there a raise involved? Because this doesn't make sense unless yeah, there's there, a raise. There was a raise involved. And uh, Ed, who was our, our head accountant, who was awesome, the, the first day he comes yeah, I in Ed. and he goes, uh, Mike, do you know how much overtime we work here? And I said, no, how much? He goes, none. Five o'clock, you're out the door. And I said, well, this is the place for me. Yeah, because that's a, that. Yeah, with editorial design, sometimes, especially when the magazine was about to go out, uh, like the we, the whole like the whole week, the magazine was going out. Uh, those guys were there late every yeah. night. And I remember when, because I was working on. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I remember because uh, when I, I was on the you know the website, Buddy was very clear. We leave at five o'clock. <laughs> <When laughs> and I remember somebody saying, "Hey, Russ, you're a pretty good designer. You ever think about working in the design department?" And I go. Uh, no, I see how late you guys work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm leaving at five o'clock. Yeah, they had um, when I was when I was first there and doing some some editorial stuff, uh, working on Inquest. There were a couple times when we were there till you know midnight or even oh, past man. get magazine ready to go out, and I was like, this is this is not good. That's no, that's crazy. Now Inquest was the uh, the gaming magazine for people. Who yeah, know. that was for the real the real nerds. That's for the the the, the yeah the the nerdier nerds or what I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the, know. The yeah. nerds the nerds that nerds call nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We beat them up. <laughs> you Inquest guys, <laughs> go make me a sandwich. <laughs> no, there um that, that that was a different crowd though. I mean, uh, I like the Inquest guys, but they were they were different. Yeah. They were sort of off in their own world almost. It was like, because you had the MQuest offices, which were sort of like just, you know, uh, in a way was sort of an offshoot, I guess, you know, as much as it could be from the wizard offices. But it was, yeah, because there was all, there were like four guys, four desks together. And then that was sort of like their own little thing in a way. I, I didn't really get Inquest because I didn't really, I didn't play, you know, the games like Magic the Gathering or D&D and stuff. They sort of focused on Magic the Gathering, right? Yeah, Magic was the big one. Yeah. And it was a great game when it first came out. I mean, it still is. It's a, it's a good game. It's it's one of those ever-expanding games where it's right. never going to... It yeah, never, it's never the same out. twice, right? Yeah. But it was good. I mean, that's that's where I uh, started going uh, editorial stuff and yeah. uh, learned how to play Magic and all those weird card games. and It was a lot of fun because it was, you know... Wizard was was basically like a, a big frat house. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it was very these, much a boys' club. Yeah, 
Yeah, you'd get all these free games in, and you know everybody would sit down and play. So after work, you'd sit there, and we'd we'd get pizza, and we'd stay in the office till you know on the weekends we'd be there forever, just uh, goofing around and playing games. That's the one. Times. That's the one thing I. Well, there's two things. I mean, I know that I know that um, I remember when Ian Feller left, um, who was uh, originally was a, a editor in chief at Combo Magazine, a competitor of Wizard. Anyway, um, Ian Feller, I remember when he left and we had a dinner for him, you know, um, I remember him mentioning to somebody how Wizard used to be a lot more fun. And then what I realized was, oh, this was before I started. <laughs> Cause yeah, you, he, missed, yeah. <laughs> you missed the heyday. Because <laughs> what, what he was describing all happened before I got there. And, and they were like, and they're like, yeah, it used to be a lot more fun, you know. And so that's what you're describing. And um uh, so I didn't. I missed all of that. But then also another problem for me was when I first was working there. The first two years, was it two years or one year? Anyway, the, for a while, um, I lived out in Middletown. So it wasn't like I said earlier. It was like an hour drive each way. So I usually didn't stick around after work. Uh, occasionally I would on a Friday if we went to the movies or something. But I didn't really start hanging out with everybody until I moved closer to the office because it was just so far away. Yeah, you had that that hellish drive up to wherever it Orange was. Orange County. In in the snow, it was terrible. The snow was the worst, yeah, cuz yeah, we would have if it starts to snow, then there was a, there were a few of us that lived out in Orange County and and there and you know, I get a call from Jen Cavallo. She's like, "Um, hey, we should probably be leaving now. <laughs> My mom says the snow's coming down pretty well out there." So I remember when I had never driven in the snow because I'd lived in the South all of my life or most of my life, not all my life. Uh, I, I experienced, I lived in the Midwest when I was a kid, but you know, all of my driving life, I lived in the South and, and I lived in Florida. So I didn't, I, I'd never driven in the snow. And then uh, my, I still remember my first drive home. It was starting to flurry outside. You could see. And then buddy comes down and he says, um, Hey, I just talked to Jen. Her mom said it's really snowing out out by you guys, uh, so you should leave now. I think it was like this was like it was like three o'clock or three thirty by now, and we didn't, you know, of course we didn't leave till five. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, I'll take off. And and then, uh, so I got on the on the throughway, you know, heading up towards what is the Route Seventeen that goes out to Orange County, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it took me, and 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 as I got the further I got out into the boondocks, because that's what Orange County is, is the sticks. The further I got out into farm country, the more and more snow, you know. And it was like so the so the last what should have been a half an hour took me like an hour and a half because the snow was coming down so heavy you could barely see. And I was in that big Ford van, full size Ford van, and there's really no weight. There's no weight in the back, so it's like. You know, you're sort of fishtailing and stuff. I'm like, man, it was a, a trial by fire, but it was snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah now, so. it's, I, I used to love that. Not, I'm not driving in it, but just love the the snowy weather. Yeah, but now your and blood's all you, thin, right? Skiing now. Now my blood has grown thin. I've been out here for 11 years, and when I go back home just for Christmas for a couple of weeks, it is unbelievable. That it's that, brutal, right? Yeah, I can't. I can't stand it at all. I've got like on seventeen layers. You know, I I, I go outside and I immediately have to come back in because it's so cold. Have you been snow skiing since you moved out here? I've uh, been a couple times. Yeah, I go up to Big Bear, but it's it, what's weird out here is that it's 
snow and you're in the mountains and it's cold enough to have snow, but, not but it's still warm. Yeah. Like you can actually ski in, you know, just jeans and a t-shirt and you're perfectly <laughs> fine. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. I mean, to me from what, you know, growing up skiing in the, over in the, the East, when you have on, you know, you got your pants on, you got your long johns, you got snow pants, you got yeah. three socks on, you got 12 layers of shirts, you know, you got the goggles and everything. I could probably, here, I bet, yeah, I bet the snowboarders are probably even in shorts sometimes. Yeah, it's nuts, but it's it's really, it's it's an interesting place. Very, very yeah. cool to go up to Mammoth or to Big Bear and, and take a nice little ski trip. Um, that you mentioned skiing in your jeans, it reminded me of the movie Just Friends. With uh, Ryan Reynolds and Amy Smart, uh, uh, I think I've see seen that? that once. Oh, you gotta see it! It's it's you gotta see it again and again, Mike. That's one of those ones. Is that when he's there's three girls? No, no, that's not the one. There's there's one it. that there's three girls and he doesn't know, or the little girl doesn't know which one her mother is. Oh, oh, I know when you're when you're talking about. Yes, yeah, he's telling a story to his. That's called uh, definitely maybe I think. Where yeah. he's telling he's telling a story to his daughter about how he met her mom, um, yeah. and then she and so his daughter's trying to figure out which one of the female friends of the, is her mom, right? Oh, he's, he's just friends like the one when he starts out fat. Yeah, 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 and he's he's a total dork, and then you know yeah. then he he, <laughs> he takes off because he's yeah, and then he's best loses. friends with uh, Amy Smart, but he's in love with her, but of course. He's in the friend zone. So, oh, the friend zone yeah, is a so, terrible place. <laughs> so, so then he goes, then he takes off to California, and then uh, ten years later, he gets stuck in his hometown, uh, and he's lost a lot of weight, and he's a big successful movie music producer, and um, and then he thinks, oh, maybe I have a second shot with this, you know, my friend. Anyway, there's this there's a part in there where there's where his friend says. He's like worried about this. What he thinks is competition from this other guy, Dusty, Dusty Dinkelman, <laughs> and he says, "He's like, don't worry about him, man." He's like, "That's Dusty." He's like, "He's Jersey. He skis in his jeans." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that, that that you have to watch the movie, and we just wasted like five minutes talking about that movie, so. <laughs> But this is Mike and Russ time. We can talk about anything we want. We can talk about whatever we want because it is Mike and Russ time. Yeah. Yeah. But, oops, I just hit the microphone. But the um, one thing we do want to talk about, because we, as, as we said at the beginning, or is time travel. We're mm. time travel nerds. And you're the nerdier of the time traveler nerds. I am. I'm a big two nerd of for us. time travel. Um. I was thinking that since this is our first podcast and we used a little bit of a clip from um, Back to the Future and also this is the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future or this year, the summer, came out in 1985. Oh, we're so yeah, I remember old. 85. Let's take a moment to think about 85. <laughs> so <laughs> 1985, you're about a year older than me, year, year and a half or something like that. Um so in 85, summer of 85, I turned 15. So you would have been, what, 16 or 17? I was, uh, yeah. Uh, you, graduated high, you graduated high I graduated school in 87. I graduated in 87. The greatest year in the world. Or the greatest, no, what's the word? The, the, the best year of my of, life. Of your life, yeah. I graduated in 88. 
uh, I have no particular feelings about that year, but <laughs> <laughs> but I did like 1985. 1985 was a fun year for me. Um, just you know, it was just it was happy times, and so and part of that was because of Back to the Future, one of the best time travel movies of all time. Very true, very true. And, and here's a little story about Back to the Future. I okay. was so against watching that movie when it came out. Really. Yes, because I'm I as as you know, a big fan of time travel. I was right. like this is going to be the most basic stupid time travel movie. He's going to go back in time, he's going to do something and then he's going to come back to the future and I was like totally against it. So you but, basically felt cuz then the probably in the previews it didn't it didn't look like they were going to really be into the whole time travel uh stuff, you know, they were going to be just in other words Correct me if I'm wrong, but in other words, did the, did the trailer to you look like, oh, it's just going to be some stupid romantic comedy, and they're just throwing time travel in there? As, yeah, it was just going to be like they're going to use time travel as you know the thing to get everything going, right? And, and it was just going to be, oh, he's back in time, he's going to fall in love with his right. grandmother or something. I was like, this is going to be dumb, right? And when I finally went to see it, I said, this was one of the best movies I've ever seen. And it, does it still hold up for you? It still holds up. I can watch that movie a million times. And me too. That's one of those movies, uh, one of the handful of movies that if I'm flipping channels and it's on, I'll stop and end up watching like half an hour and realize, oh, I have this on DVD or I have Blu-ray. <laughs> no, it's one of those movies I had on VHS, then I had on DVD. Now I have on Blu-ray. You know, it's like I don't need to stop and watch it with commercials. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those movies that, that even with the time travel stuff, it actually holds up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Doesn't have any massive like holes in it. And I think that even though I'd have to ask, I'm gonna have to ask my nieces and nephews about this because they're, you know, I have nieces and nephews in their in their twenties, and I'm, I'm I'd be curious to know, and teenagers as well. I'd be curious to know if it hold if if it holds up for them. In other words, does it feel really dated? You know. And I have a feeling it won't. I mean, obviously, there's an 1985 elements to it, like his acid wash jacket. And the and the uh, the puffy vest that nobody really wears anymore. <laughs> well, people wear those still, but they don't wear the orange ones. <laughs> like for some reason, I actually had a I actually had a whole coat that looked like that. It was uh, just imagine Marty's vest, but but with sleeves, big puffy orange coat. <laughs> I can totally imagine you in that. Yeah, and so looking kind of like Rick Astley. Uh, with... <laughs> Yeah, that was the Rick sort of the Rick Astley phase of my life. <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah, so um but I think they could probably watch it and still appreciate it even though um it is a little bit dated, but I don't think I don't think one of the thing, things I the only thing I think they might miss is like when he makes the Pepsi free jokes. Yeah, th- some of those things are uh would get caught. But I mean mostly right. he spends time back in the 50s, so Right. Right, so yeah, so the it's even though it's an '80s movie, it really takes most of it takes place in the '50s, so it doesn't you don't have to worry too much about it. Um, the crazy thing I I think about um, is that the, when Marty went when he went back in time, it was 30 years in the past, right? Mm-hmm. 30 years ago was 1985 to me 1985 doesn't feel as far away now as 1955 felt in 1985 does that make sense 
I suppose. I mean, I haven't really ever thought when, in 1985. I wasn't really thinking about 1955. No, but when you, uh, you okay? But when you saw the movie Back to the Future, and they go back to 1955, or even let's just say when you watched Happy Days, re- Happy Days reruns, which took place in the 50s, didn't that seem like so long ago, like so far in the past? Maybe it was because it was before we were born. Yeah, I think it was such a such a different vibe, I guess. Yeah. Like from the 50s to the 80s was such a huge a huge gap. Yeah, and you know what's interesting about that is 1985 um by 1985 a lot of the fashion and stuff had gotten away from some of the goofiness of the early 80s, you know, like the you didn't see the Michael Jackson jackets or the parachute pants anymore, you know. Um <laughs> Or the super skinny ties and the, you know the, you know what I'm talking about, like the new wave look or whatever. By 1980, by 1980, yeah, we probably have pictures. You probably have pictures somewhere, (laughs) like Mike and some sort of those some of those outfits. Um, I had parachute pants or like some fake leather looking parachute pants, but that's that's a whole other story. Uh, That's (laughs) That's for the next. next Yeah, that's for another podcast when we travel back in time and look at pictures. (laughs) No. so anyway, what I was going to say was, uh, yeah, so like the whole look of that era doesn't of 1985 doesn't doesn't have that drastic difference like you were saying. Like the 50s had a totally different look and feel. Even the 70s had a different look and feel from today. Like I looked I, the other day, I was looking at some old 70s advertisements of men's clothes. I'm like, what was wrong with these people? <laughs> Yeah, and that might have even just been a short time in the early '70s, you know, when collars got huge and big floral prints, and you know, all the guys looked like pimps, even the white guys, you know. It's that whole fashion thing. See, that's why I don't agree with fashion because it's it's like the at the '70s when you were wearing that stuff, or even the '80s, whatever you were wearing, you know, your jean jacket, and it was cool. Everybody yeah. wore one; it was cool. And then sometime at some point, somebody goes, "No, nah, jean jackets aren't cool anymore." Right. And if you're seen in one, you know you're an idiot because yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I think if you like the jean jacket, you think it looks cool. Yeah, you should wear it, and then no one else should criticize you for it. And then yeah, because you be well, you might be like, "Hey, I didn't get the memo. Nobody told me. How am I supposed to know?" <laughs> When, when was the announcement? Did you get the, you know, <laughs> well, that, there isn't any real announcement. It's just that everybody else is like, oh, Yeah, everybody oh, everybody shit. just stops doing it. But see, the, the thing about fashion is, and, and this is, again, the thing that annoys me, it's it's really cool at some point, and then it goes completely out of style, and it's the most ridiculous thing anyone yeah. has ever seen. If, especially and the then somebody, stuff, yeah. Yeah, then somebody decides, hey, you know what, I'm bringing it back. So they bring back the jean jacket, and all the people who were making fun of it at how stupid it was are now wearing it. Yeah, that's the crazy thing is because even because right now even jean jackets are 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 you know they don't look ridiculous. I mean they may or may not look ridiculous, but what I'm saying is they're back in fashion now, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and so they're coming back. It depends on the. Co- I mean, obviously, the, you know, the wash will look a little bit different. Maybe the cut's a little different, but hey, it's still a jean jacket. So yeah, it's like um, you think about that, and you think about. I remember uh, a friend of mine. Back in um, before I started a wizard, back in the late nineties, maybe it was ninety six or ninety something like that. Well, let's just say ninety five. So it's a good ten year or whatever, right? And then he was like, "What's with your friend in that jean jacket?" 
because he was talking about another friend of mine, you know, and th- it was the same kind of thing. It was like jean jackets had been out of style for, for what, a decade or something. So, but, um, you know, in my mind, I actually was thinking, well, I don't know. It didn't even really occur to me just because I didn't know personally that jean jackets went out of style. I, I don't wear one, but I just didn't know. So I used to wear one. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, I loved it. Maybe soon you'll be able to wear it again because they'll be back in style. But then, you yeah. know, you have to be careful because maybe you just look like a weird old guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because, yes, I have gotten much older and fatter, and I look I would look stupid in it now. Not, not back in the 80s when I was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I was never cool in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't cool until the... the Late. That's why 80, 87 started my cool period. Because you had long hair. You look like, you know, you look like you probably look like you were in a band. Right? Oh, I was awesome. If I could go back, that definitely. That's when I would definitely go back to. 1987. There was some good music yeah. back then, too. Well, yes, good... all the hair bands. It was good stuff. I'm a music guy, but there's music, good music all the time. But, I mean, a, a lot of times I think people in, think back to their youth because of, that was a good time in their life. So the music at that time sounds even better because when you listen to it, you were having a good time and enjoying yourself. That's true. Very true. The music of, of 1998, around the time I met you, which was the era of Dark Mike, which we don't need to get in. <laughs> we, we we don't need to get one into day, right now. One day we will discuss. One day dark we'll Mike discuss then. the eras of Mike, the Dark Mike. But yeah, when I met you, you were in your dark period, the Dark Mike era. <laughs> the Dark. That's right. You did meet me in the Dark Mike times. Uh, and so the music at that time, for you, may sound sort of melancholy and sort of like, uh, you know, I don't know. But that's but right. you know. You, you, Back in, in 98, when you met me, I was in Dark Mike, and yet we're still friends. That's amazing, yeah, because you – and I don't think you were very sociable at that time, if I remember correctly. No, that was, that was, a, that was a dark period. One day we'll have to set aside one, one episode yeah. of, of this just to discuss Dark Mike, which was a bad, bad time. Yeah. Well, because I remember a couple of times going to lunch with you, just you and me, going to lunch – uh, and, and then there were other times when every when other people were going to lunch and you weren't there because you were eating lunch alone in your in your darkness <laughs> in, my, in my corner of of, of darkness. Yes. But I didn't even know. I, the funny thing is, funny thing is, I didn't even know it was Dark Mike. I I just I just thought it was Mike, so I just met Mike. I didn't realize till later. You go, oh yeah, by the way, that was Dark Mike. Yeah, um, I, I apologize for those days. Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, I'm like, oh, really? Well, I did notice a difference now that you say it, now that you're not no longer dark. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, anyway, back to time travel. <laughs> back to the future. <laughs> um, back to the future is, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite time travel movies of all time. One of my favorite movies of all time. I agree with you there, too, because it's just so fun. I love 2 and 3 as well, but... The first one is the one I can watch more. more. Oh, yeah, the first know. one was definitely the best. Second one was, I thought, okay. And the third one, third one was kind of fun, but it's still, yeah. it, you know, it, it can't hold up to the... It doesn't hold up as well. I enjoy the third one more if I'm going to watch the whole trilogy. The second one will be one of those where you're sort of like, have it on while you're doing other stuff sometimes. You know? Yeah, the second one yeah. was kind of neat because they, they did tie in to the first one. So it was neat whether you see different yeah. scenes of him trying to avoid himself from the first movie. Yeah. That was, that was kind of neat. 
I don't know if we'll have a lot of time, enough time tonight to talk about it. Maybe we'll do that in another podcast. Maybe even the next one. I don't know. But some of the uh, uh, the the paradoxes that happen in 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 Back to the Future, particularly Back to the Future too, because with with Biff going back in time and giving himself the almanac and stuff, you know, there. Oh uh, yes, that's when he split the timeline. Right, right, and then so he how did he go? The alternate reality. How did he get back to uh, twenty fifteen? Uh, from where he left if he had created the alternate reality and that's a question because maybe he created a whole other timeline so there were two timelines he was able to go back in his own timeline uh, well I mean it's it, that's one of the questions of, of time travel which which most people overlook that right. if you jump back in time depending on how you see time if you think there's alternate realities as soon as you set foot back in time you've right. already created an alternate reality right so when you go back to the future, technically you're not going back to the future you came from because you're in the new timeline. Right, right. Yeah, and that's the thing. At least that's that's my view. Yeah, that, now that I think I think so. I agree with that, and I think that when every time you have a time travel movie or a book or a comic book, each one of those tends to sort of set up its own rules, right? And yeah. I think that the most successful time travel stories do a pretty good job at sticking to whatever rules they set up at the beginning, you know, or, you know, it's like, you know, Back to the Future had its set of rules, and, um, you know, as Marty was trying to, to get his parents back together, his his siblings were disappearing from the photograph, so he had, like, a certain, <laughs> you know, so in that, in that universe, it was like, or that movie universe, uh, whatever actions he was doing, didn't have an immediate effect on his own life just yet, right? Um, yeah, they were. Well, I guess it, it. In the first one, it was when he went back. It was like he was just. It was. It was like say time is like a straight line. He jumped right. back, and he was kind of messing up everything that he had already lived through. Right. So when his parents weren't getting together, the picture of his siblings were fading. Right. So they didn't have the the alternate. Uh, timeline thing in the first one. Yeah, they didn't even deal with that until the Back to the Future 2, right? Exactly. So then the first one, so the first one is probably the most pure as far as timelines and stuff go, or, or how yeah. the time travel worked. I think once you get into the second one, and then the third one, things get a little wonky because of all the jumping back and forth. And, and Yeah, so, and, and there were, he like, the, he'd seen the gravestones of him and Doc. And, right. The the other thing, yeah, it gets a little it gets a little crazy. And then it turns out travels he... time travels rough to to handle every yeah. now and then. It's... Well, speaking of that, then what do you think is one of the more successful, other than the Back to the Future? What do you think is one of the more successful ways of dealing with it in television or film or whatever? What well, I think probably most? the one of the best movies that I've seen recently is About Time. Right, that was um, uh, the actors are my mind has gone blank. You have to. Do you remember the name yeah, of the actors? Uh, I have no clue who the it's a British. It was a British film, but the girl in there is not British. The woman is uh, American. Um, I'm going to look it up while we're talking. So talk. Go ahead. Talk about about time a little bit. It's actually Let's a romantic. It. It's a romantic film. It is a very romantic film. It's very cute. It's it's about um, a guy who discovers that he has the ability to jump back at any point in his life that he wants to. Right. It has to be within, in his life. Within his uh, life, and I mean, he usually doesn't jump back to when he's a kid because that would. It's usually, you know, it's just very simple things. If he, in the in the the first time he figures it out, or his father tells him, 
he just goes back to the night before where he'd kind of screwed up at a New Year's party. Right. And he mm-hmm. comes out and, you know, now he knows exactly what happened so he can stop right. making the mistakes that he did. And he goes, jumps back into his own body. He jumps back into his own body and and here's, here's my only my, – I have two issues with this. Okay. But very small, very small issues, especially it was, it, was, it was a very good time travel movie, but there had two, two minor issues. Okay, two minor issues with the bad time. Button. Two minor issues. The, the thing is that this guy can – spoiler alert, if you, if you haven't seen the movie, then – Yes, yes, because they're going to yeah. – Pause the recording they're or stop be some, the recording. Yeah, there are going to be some big spoilers. The, uh, the, the main guy discovers – told – by his father that he has the power to travel back in time in his lifetime to uh, right. you know change things affect things whatever he wants to do now it's his, his father can do this as well his father actually it's, it's all the men in the family just the men power. okay that's yeah. right that's right so um, and whenever he, he jumps back and changes something fixes something whatever he does and then returns to the present he has the memories of what was affected, what was changed. So he basically has two sets of memories. He has the original one that he lived and then the the changes for right. the new one. So let's say, as an example, if he cut his finger opening up a can of noodles, <laughs> whatever, and he's like, <laughs> damn it, I, I don't want this cut on my hand. I'm going to go back and I'm going to go back five minutes and fix this. When he goes back and he doesn't cut his finger... He still remembers cutting his finger, but now he also remembers everything that happened since the the change. Yeah. I mean, it, that's not a big big time to remember, but yes, he would remember both both things. But if it was like two years, he would still remember all those two years, uh, both from before he changed things and also after he changed it. Whatever after he changed yeah. things and whatever else was affected by that change. Right. Right. So he he his sister gets into an accident, and it's a whole big story. She's with this douchebag guy. So he's like, look, I can fix this by just going back, say, you know, two years and letting her not meet this guy. Right. So he actually takes her back to this New Year's party. He jumps back um, and stops. Oh, that's right, because he has to take – he can help her. She can time travel with him, but he has to yes. be like holding on to her. He has to be that's there. Right. Yeah. So he goes back with her. And they, they stop her from dating this guy. And then they return to the present. And what happens when they return to the present is she suddenly has the memories of both times. She remembers being with the douchebag guy. And right. she also remembers what happens in the new line that she didn't meet the guy. And she ended right. up being with a, a nice guy and he was good to her and they were having a good relationship. So she comes back to the present fully knowing that holy crap, I'm with this nice guy and he's a good guy and we're in a relationship. Right, and okay, that was, gotcha. that was all become because he went back and, and changed that. Now, that's, that's just to delay the groundwork. That's not the problem you have with it. No, the problem is that he, when he goes back and does this, he jumps back before his first child was born, which causes problems because then certain sperm, certain egg, certain time right. produces a certain child. So when he jumped back there and then returned to the present, he goes home, and the daughter that he had is now suddenly a son, uh, which he's, yeah. he's shocked by. He's like, holy crap, this is not right. So he goes back and he talks to his father who explains to him, you know, certain sperm, certain egg, certain time, certain child. 
Yeah, but, your wife still got pregnant the same night, but it happened to be from a different sperm. Yeah, it might have been it might have been from a different hour, like you right. Okay, sex with her at well, it seven could be the same. Yeah, it could be the same. But day the thing or, yeah. is, and and my only issue with it, and it's not even a huge issue, is that when he got back to the present, he should have known that he didn't have a daughter anymore, that he had a son. And oh when he went, yeah. When he went yeah, home to meet, you know, the to see his kid, he was shocked that it was a boy instead of a girl, and he should have that should have been in his brain. But you can put that off to him, you know. Being all happy for helping his his sister and ever her life was good now, so he just didn't think of it. Right, so he wasn't focusing on that, but yeah, because yeah. they maybe they wanted to reveal it in the movie because uh, as, as the audience we were like, whoa, that's a yeah, little, it, and it, then you know, yeah, it did have to be a shock. But I mean, that's again, it was a very very minor minor problem, and it's it really probably was just for the audience to to get the uh, the shock of holy crap, this is what happens if I change. Certain things. Although, if he did, if he had remembered, which he should have, but if he had always remembered, like, go, oh, oh my God, not only, hey, sister, I forget her name, <laughs> hey, sister, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad things are, Kit Kat, I'm glad things are great with you and all, but I just remembered I didn't have a little girl, I have a little boy, so now I feel like I just lost my little girl. It's almost like my little girl died. Yeah. So it would have been devastating either way. Yeah, but I mean, it was it was more devastating about the whole you know girl boy thing because he can fix his sister in different ways, right? Right. Without, he can't, without yeah. actually having her go back, and, there's no way he can go back and decide I'm going to have my daughter again. Uh, there's just no way he can fix that. Yeah, couldn't do that. So yeah, and and my other issue, which you know is just a personal issue of mine, really has nothing to do with the movie. It's just how I would have changed things if this was my power, my ability. Is that since he has the power to go back in time, he can see anyone he wants to who is already dead. So his his father is dying in the present. And like if I died today, you could go back and say, "I wish I miss my friend Russ. I'm going to go to yesterday and see him, or I'm going to go to one year ago." Yeah, and I can go so, and hang out with you again. Right. Okay. Cool. So his father his father dies, um, and even though his father is dead in the present. Since he can jump back in time, he can go back and see his father whenever he wants. So it's not like he's even dead. It's just he's just not physically there. Right. But again, with the, with the kids, he can't go back before his children are born because if he does, his children will be different or they won't be born. Right. So he can only – he only has a win- short window of when he can visit his father. In other words, he can't go back to his childhood and relive a happy day he and his dad had at the park or something. Yeah, he can't do that because that would mess up things. So right. he already has two kids, and they had just come from the father's funeral in the present. And his wife is like, hey, let's have another one. And he's thinking in his head, if I have another one, if I get her pregnant – I can't go back and see my oh, dad that's anymore. right, because his dad is already dead, so he can never... His dad's already dead, so he can't go back. And my problem with it is that he already had two kids, and he now ha- really could go back in time and see his father anytime he wanted, which is a great thing to be able to do. And instead, he decides, let's have another kid, which means he can't ever see his father again after that kid's born. Yeah, uh, yeah so, yeah, he should... Uh, from a human standpoint, you would have been, you would, if it was you, you'd say, yeah, we already have enough kids. Um, 
And I forgot to tell you I had a vasectomy. So no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. There's, see, in, my, in my perspective, just a regular human perspective, there's no reason for him to have another kid when he can go back and see his dad because yeah, he already has two. But wasn't I mean, there wasn't a thing about his dad always went, wanted a big family or something? His, so? Yeah, his dad was always you know his dad did always want a big family, and he said you should have you know kids and and enjoy them and grow up and blah blah blah. And so it was for the for the movie point of view, it was a, a good heartbreaking scene because you knew that he loved his dad, but he also was kind of doing what his dad wanted by living his life, right? And, and, and then they had not, to not re- just yeah. living in the past, and then they could also have the tearjerker, yeah, a good, of tearjerker a goodbye moment, scene. Yeah, he did. He did go back, and he spent one final day with his dad, and that was. But those, are, I mean, those are very, very minor issues. That and that last one was just a, a personal thing for me. So, speaking of the rules of time travel, as established in any particular story, and this one. Uh, basically, there's if he goes back in time, if he doesn't change any major decisions, everything else is pretty much the same. Pretty much, yeah. In other I'm... words, he could spend the afternoon with his dad. Um, they could, have, you know, and maybe they didn't do everything exactly like they did in the previous, uh, previous day or the previous time he was there, or whatever. But he didn't make any major changes, so time sort of. The timeline didn't really change, in other words. Yeah, and as and as the dad explained at the beginning, you know, they hadn't messed up the world yet. So, and they the, oh right because this man is, and yeah. his family had been doing this for for ages. So, you know, everything kind of worked out, and, and none of them really jumped back in and changed things drastically. They was always you know they jump back for a day or they jump back for two days just to you know it was a good thing. Yeah, the cute thing about the movie was that he goes. You know, live, live one day. Just see how the day goes with all the stresses and and problems and issues and all that. And then at the end of that day, jump back to the beginning of the day and know that it doesn't really matter. You know, everything's going to end up working out. You're still going to have your wife and your kids when you come home. Everything's going to be good. So there really is no stress or problems or issues. Anything that you think is a major problem is just kind of like. Eh, it's another day. It's, it's yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like, uh, in a weird way, kind of like Groundhog Day, uh, but he actually can choose to relive the day over. Yeah, again. and it was all. It's it's really just to you know again to give the audience a message of just live life and enjoy it. It doesn't matter. You know, there will be stress, yeah. there will be problems, but just enjoy it. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that was this kind of the feel-good message of the movie. Because he was sort of like, well, even if you didn't have this power, this is sort of the advice I would give you. You know, it's kind of that sort of thing. Yeah, and actually at the end way. of the movie, he, he says he doesn't even go back anymore. He just Oh, that's right. I remember that, yeah. He enjoys his time with his family and being in the present. And it's almost like he le- – it's almost like, he, yeah, his power to time travel um, helped him to learn that he didn't need to time travel. In the yes, way. Now, I wonder though, if you had, did you think about this? Of course, this is uh, this would take you out of the movie or the whole story. But um, so apparently, this family, the men in the family, have had this ability for generations. Uh, you would think maybe some guy during World War II would say, "Hey, let's go back and kill Hitler." <laughs> <laughs> That's always the first you know? thing everybody wants to do. <laughs> everybody wants to kill Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they probably could have. And there, there was you know other things like. There was, uh, he said, you know, his father said, 
don't go back for money because it screwed up your uncle. He had no love in his life or anything like that. Oh, yeah, like, oh, let's go back and win the lottery or something. But there's still certain points, like, he's he's living the life with his wife and his kid, and they move into a new place, and he's like, you know, you move into a place that you can't afford. I'm like, well, you don't have to go back and be enormously wealthy, but just go back and maybe buy a couple stocks Yeah. <laughs> so you have the money in the bank. You don't have to go crazy, but... Just yeah. something so you could be comfortable. It's almost like, you know, maybe you should invest a little bit, you know. But, yeah. But you have a little bit of a forethought so you can sort of, uh, yeah, invest. You know how I would do it is because if you – because in order to invest in the stock market or something, you'd have to go back uh, maybe back – 10, 10 or 20 years, really. You know, say you go back and buy Apple stock or something, right? Oh, yes. That's the or, first or thing go, I Or go buy Marvel stock when they came out of bankruptcy and it was only a dollar a share or something, right? <laughs> and then sell it like right right after they sell to they you know, Disney buys them or something. But if you go that back that far, you could change time. You could change all kinds of things in inadvertently. Well, see, it all so, the- it, it depends. I mean, the, there is the butterfly effect, which, which we can talk about in another episode. Right. But the thing, at least in my perspective of time travel, if you do get the ability to go back and you go back just to buy Apple stock, you're not, you're not going to be affecting anything massive. Well, maybe massive in your life. Well, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not until – because what if you don't cash in that stock until after the point where you went back in time? Like, well, that's, you, know, the, you know, in other words, you leave on March 30th, 1999, and then you decide, okay, I'm going to go back. Uh, I'm going to buy Apple stock when it, when it's like, you know, pennies, and then I'll make sure that I don't d- cash in on it until after March 30th, 1999. In other words, you don't really change anything, I would think, right? Is that what you're saying? No, you're you're not you're not changing anything. You're just buying the stock, so the money is still there. It's not like you going back in time is going to suddenly make Apple stock, you know, be worthless because yeah. you personally are not affecting anything that really has to do with Apple stock. What I would do, though, for a more immediate effect, I would go back just a day and find out what the Powerball numbers are, <laughs> <laughs> and then I would play the Powerball. No, I'll make sure it was a Powerball that nobody won, right? So I'm not mm-hmm. going to take money away from a winner. Make sure one of those Powerballs where it didn't win, it gets rolled over to a week later or something. So I'm just going to go back one day. I'm going to buy the Powerball, all the numbers and whatever, and then I'm going to win the Powerball, and then I'll be set. But then the thing with that is you technically are taking money away from someone who did win because if, say, they won the next day, you won it. Say it's $100 million. Right, and they they won it the day after when it was 150, but you go back and win it when it's 100. Yeah, but if I go back, let's say, uh, okay, say the Powerball is today, and I see on the news there's the Powerball numbers. Nobody wins. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's 10:45 p.m. Yep. I'm gonna go back in time to yesterday to buy the ticket for the winner. Right. Okay. So and now I, then won. I return. I return to this point at 10:45 p.m. Right. So now I watch the watch and I win the Powerball. Dun, dun, uh-huh. da, da. Well, tomorrow hasn't happened yet, so I haven't really stolen anything from people from tomorrow because tomorrow hasn't happened yet. That's that's technically true. Yes, Techn- you, you are correct in that. See, what I would do is I would 
I mean, Powerball is a good one, but you only really get kind of one chance at that because you can't keep winning. Right, you can't keep so, yeah, because then yeah, exactly. You don't want to be a multiple betting yeah. on uh, sports events is probably the best way to go because you can go back and go, oh hey, I know all the winners of the Kentucky Derby from point A yeah. to point B. And you can go and just bet multiple times on all those races and and get all that. But that. would that look suspicious if you like who well, is this you'd guy have, you'd who keeps have to go, You'd have to go back to certain points where the, the winners were huge. Like, um, yes, because I have actually done research on this. Um, <laughs> if you went back to say – But when you have your own time machine. You if I have my own time machine, yes. If I went oh, back in, in to 2005 when – if you bet on the if you bet a two dollar superfecta on that Kentucky Derby, mm-hmm. you would win you know probably close to a million dollars. Now, if you went back and you did that and you laid multiple bets from different places, you would win you know five six million dollars in one shot. Whoa, yeah. But it's only certain ones that had that big yeah. payout. And it has to be a long shot that so you can get that yeah they get the big payout yeah the yeah. two thousand five one had it had two two long shots which were like fifty to one and then they had a bunch of others that were you know like twenty to one and things like that so when that one hit if you got all four of those horses you were you were rolling in the dough so if you did the two dollars superfecta you won I think eight hundred thousand but if you did say the five dollars superfecta you'd win more than that. Wow. So that's what I would do. I would go back and bet on like wow. horse races and sports events and things that were, you know, going to give you a lot of money at one point. Well, when future Mike gets here with the time machine, we can discuss oh. what how, what we're exactly we're going to do. God, that future Mike, he's such a douche. Such a dou- he hasn't shown up yet. I, I still don't understand why he hasn't come back yet. Uh, you know why he hasn't? Because he's a douche. Maybe future Mike doesn't care about past Mike because he's got his time machine. He does. He has the time machine. He can play around. He's probably rich. You know what he's probably doing? He's probably sitting on the couch watching TV in his bathrobe, just being like, eh, he'll catch up to me eventually, and, and he's okay. Yeah. So. That guy's a douche. Well, <laughs> and if he tells future Russ about it, then future Russ is a douche too. But I, I'm guessing he didn't because if he told future Russ, future Russ would say, we got to go back in the past and help past Mike and past Russ. I I would think so, but maybe maybe past Russ is a uh, is a douche as well. Like maybe past future Mike was like, "Oh, hey, future Russ, I'll give you a million dollars if you don't bother me about going back to the past and future uh, Russ." Goes, okay. Yeah, maybe maybe so money Maybe they're both sitting on maybe the couch money, just watching uh, TV. Money turns future Russ into a douche as well. Maybe. <laughs> they're, they're sitting in Russ's apartment watching some time travel movie laughing that <laughs> like, that's not Russ. how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we watched this when we were dumb in the past? <laughs> we were such idiots. We're so smart now. We're total douchebags, but we're smart and rich. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And future Mike and future Russ. I hate those guys. Well, hey, I think that's a pretty good uh, way to stop. The f- I did. I en- I enjoy your analysis or ta- the discussion of about time. I'm going to watch that again because I really enjoy that movie uh, based on your recommendation. And um, 
I think that uh, anybody listening who's interested in time travel or just romance, because it's yeah, a romantic just a, movie. It's just a good movie. Or just Rachel McAdams. I mean, who's not interested in Rachel yeah, McAdams? who doesn't like that? Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that uh, that's probably good. We were, you know, almost an hour and a half, so we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, it's a good, good first one, and uh, there's plenty, plenty more to discuss. Because any time is a good time for Mike and Russ time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to say that uh, we should say that our little acronym is inspired by uh, the podcast Mike and Tom Eat Snacks, a.k.a. Mates. A very, very funny podcast. It's just two friends sitting around bullshitting. Eating and, snacks. Uh, and eating snacks. Yeah. They're uh, Tom Cavanaugh, actors Tom Cavanaugh and Michael Ian Black. Both good. And we decided to uh, rip a little bit of them off. We don't they, eat snacks. We don't eat we, snacks uh, yet. We're just through two friends, just just chit chatting. Yeah, well, because they, their focus is snacks, but they really talk about all kinds of stuff. Yeah, whatever whatever comes to mind, and then at the last you know five ten minutes, they eat some snacks and rate them, and that's the yeah. end. They're much funnier than us, though. <laughs> much. Those guys are hilarious, and you know, there's another time travel element to this, though, because uh, not only. Um, the acronym sort of thing, and there are two people named Mike. But Tom Cavanaugh plays uh, is in uh, the, the television show The Flash. It's just finished its first season, and there's time travel in The Flash. Yeah, and he is he is the Reverse Flash. Uh, you probably just spoiled that for people who haven't watched it. But oh uh, well, spoiler alert. You know, in fairness, if anybody watches the the show, I think people suspect that he's the Reverse Flash from the very beginning. Pretty much. It's it was they did a nice little little uh, whammy, so it wasn't yeah yeah there were some twists. It wasn't obvious. Yeah. yeah, it was a little twist. But I think that the prevailing theories that even early on were Tom Cavanaugh, or I mean, uh, um, yeah, Tom Cavanaugh's character is the is the Reverse Flash. So you're yeah, because the thing know. is, like his character, Doctor Wells, is not in the comics. Oh, see, I didn't so, know that because I'm not as familiar with the Flash, so that yes, probably would have so, tipped me off to something. Yeah. Yeah, people were always like, "Why is why is this guy in here?" Yeah, okay, okay. So that makes sense. We'll talk about that another time too, because there's a lot of. I mean, time travel is very central to the Flash TV series, so especially the end of the season. Yes, we'll definitely have to get into that. I had, I had a few issues with that as well. I have a few issues with few things. Mike, you have enough issues to open your own comic book store <laughs> or or newsstand. <laughs> Or a psychological center. Yeah, but then again, so so can I. We could we could have Mike and Russ, uh, uh, the Mike and Russ bookstore. Issues. Or, I don't know. Mike, Mike and Russ. Yeah. M A R. Mike and Mari. Russ. Mike and Russ Mari. have issues. Ma- Mar- <laughs> Mari. They'll think Mari. it's they'll think it's some sort of Indian store, Pakistani <laughs> or something, or some or some sort of uh, Parisian. I mean, not Parisian, but uh, um, Peruvian. Not even Peruvian. What's what's the word for a like an Iranian restaurant? Uh, it's not Peruvian. I think you just said it. An Iranian restaurant. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, it's uh, Persian. That's the word for it. Persian food, like a Persian right. restaurant, because it's because I Iran used to be called Persia that that whole area. I think. I just noticed that in the the corner of my garage, which is where I am podcasting from, there is a giant spider. 
Oh, it crap. Has ju- it has just come down and is now spinning a web. Is and, he coming uh, down towards you? He's he's on the wall, and he's he's one of those spindly little giant-legged ones. Ooh. And he's he's kind of frightening, because I am not a big fan of spiders. I hope it's not. I like spiders. I think spiders are cool, but at the same time, you have to have a healthy respect for them, because yeah. uh, there's, you know, you've heard of the brown recluse, right? Oh, yeah, they're bad. It's like the most poisonous spider in the North America or something. You could lose a limb if you get bit. Yeah, because they once they bite you, it's uh, they start decaying the flesh. Right, exactly, exactly. So, but no, he's he's not one of them. He's uh, he's just I think he's one of those little uh, like water spiders that that you see in the basements, like damp. Oh areas. yeah, yeah. So he's I don't think he's anything dangerous. Well, actually, but... yeah, brown recluse. It's in its name. They kind of hide in the dark and stuff. So and, little, and they're and they're yeah they're reclusive. Brown. Yeah, they're small, very small. So this um, one, he's just he's building his web, and I just noticed him. And uh, keep an eye on him. But yeah. <laughs> let me ask you this, though: Do you think he's radioactive at all? If he was radioactive, I would definitely let him bite. Yeah, let him because yeah, he'd be Spider-Man. I mean, right well, the thing <laughs> is, uh, you know, they it, he could it could be a good thing. You could get Spider-Man powers, or he could fill you with radiation, and then you die. Yeah, that's a big risk. It is a it's a fifty-fifty chance, risk, but yeah. I think you'd still have to take it. Hmm. Yeah, if you actually knew for sure, well, if he was glowing like a green color, then you that that would be a good indication that he's probably radioactive. Or if he started talking to you. The, yeah, yeah, like Charlotte's Web and and, <laughs> and the spider and the pig. Wait, no, Charlotte was the spider and the pig. Charlotte was, was the spider, and that was, we should talk about that one day too because the thing about Charlotte's Web is it was really all about Charlotte's Web, and she made it about the pig and everyone else believed it was about the pig. Right. So she's making all these awesome webs that say wonderful and some pig and everyone's like, "Oh, it's just a regular spider, but the pig." Yeah. Uh, you'd think somebody would have gone, "Um, hey guys, the spider is really the the pretty Yeah, disgusting. somebody should have said um like this spider's telling us that this is a wonderful pig or whatever, right? And they're like yeah, 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 yeah. But I want to talk about why the spider can spell in its web. <laughs> That's the real story. <laughs> exactly. Bob, they're saying this pig over here is, you know, it's... it's Some pig. Some pig. It's, it's just a pig. <laughs> this spider can spell. <laughs> what if there was like a crossover between Charlotte's Web and Animal Farm? There could be a story right there. Mm. To get Wilbur in Animal Farm? Yeah. Although... All the animals in Animal Farm can talk and stuff to each other, so there's not real. There's not, it's not a real big thing because they're gonna be like Charlotte's be like I could spell things in my web, like whatever. And the we're, pigs in Animal Farm were douchebags. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. They could because they'd be like, um, th- there'd be a whole other meaning to the phrase "some pig." Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's for another time. time <laughs> another time. Time, time, time. See what you did there. That was good. Yeah. Well, oh, before we go, um, uh, tell people, anybody listening, because some people might uh, not be familiar with your other podcast. It is called? It is called Das Process, and you can find it on uh, geeknation.com. Absolutely. That is a good podcast. I've been enjoying it lately. Uh, I'm learning. I'm meeting new black people. Well, I'm not meeting them. <laughs> uh, oh, because, <laughs> because you're, of the, podcast. you're the, the main host of Das Process is Ahmed Best. 
um, at best, who is the voice of Jar Jar Binks, although do not hold that against him. No, no, because he is much more than Jar Jar Binks. Yes, he's a, he's a great guy, he's a great host, and uh, he informs the public. That's one of yeah. the segments on Das Process is uh, get to know more black people. Yeah, the beginning. I've I've learned some amazing things about history, not yeah. just American history, but he he goes all over the world, worldwide history. Yep. He, oh well, he was, with black people anyway. Yep. Uh, so tell him about your uh, your other podcast and my other podcast because somebody might be listening to this who listened to you on Das Process, and they don't know who this Russ Wooten character is. Um. So yeah, uh, I have the other podcast I have is. Up late with Russ and Pat, uh, my buddy Pat David, who is another who is a fellow artist, who I've also known since 1998. But uh, Pat and I met first online. But uh, anyway, that's a long story. But we have about 30 episodes up of Up Late with Russ and Pat. We talk about comics, art, and all things geek. So um, not quite as focused as Mike and Russ time, but at the same time, yeah. it's a you know similar feel, except for we're sort of more all over the place. Um, at least. Uh, Mike and Russ time, we sort of have a central theme anyway. At least trying to, until we run out of time. Yeah, once we talk about all the time travel movies and time travel books and comic books. Then we can either end the yeah. podcast or just go into something else. True, because Mike well, by and then, I... By then, hopefully, we'll have cracked the time travel, and then we can actually go right. back. Then, then yeah, that'll have a whole other dimension to the Mike and Russ time. <laughs> Mike and Russ time will be infinite. God, yes, it will. Future Russ and Mike don't ever come back with the time machine. <laughs> how do we? How do we ensure that one of us comes back? Whoever invents the time machine first. I don't know how we're gonna because we could say we could have a pinky swear, but you know you could invent the time machine ten years from now and go. I'm not gonna honor that pinky swear. I don't even then, talk then to Russ that much anymore. Then it wouldn't really be a good pinky swear. Oh, that's true. And and I'm not. I, this is this is probably for another time. But uh, I'm not actually sure that if I could go back physically in time, mm-hmm. I'd want to. Because mm. because right question. now I'm I'm old and fat and bald. And if I go back to 1987. You know what's 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 the big draw? I'm old and fat. Yeah, it's not like you. I'm 46 a, years old in 1987. That's not going to really help me. It's not like there's a there's a good song. There's a song I like that um, uh, called "King of the Ladies," and the chorus of the song goes, "If I knew back then what I know right now, I could be the king of the ladies." But yeah, that wouldn't work if you go back to when you're 18, but you're like. Uh, a fat 50 year old guy because <laughs> you're like okay ladies I know and they're like hello ladies <laughs> all the 18 year old girls were like you're just some creepy old dude get away from me yeah see the only thing that's that would be good if I jump back physically would be I could set up body. a bank account oh I for, see for Mike and under my name because I'd have all the documentation and just buy a bunch of stocks and put all the money into that or you could go do like old Biff and take the almanac, the sports almanac, back to your younger yeah. self. So I shut up, butthead! Just things take like it. that, but you know, me physically going back in time really wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, uh, that's 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 a whole other discussion. Yeah, because I asked my friend Pat once, and this will be a good. Maybe we'll pick up here next week or next podcast, whenever that is. Uh, you know, like if you could go back in time in a time machine, you can only you can only make one trip. 
what would you do? Go to the past or to the future? You don't have to answer now. Just think about it for next time. I'll think about it for next time. Because I have a good answer. Pat didn't like my answer. He thought I was cheating, but hey, it was it was my game, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you make your rules. Yeah. So, yeah, you can only go one direction, forward or back, which you're going to do. So th- think about that. Um, and before we go, I'll mention that the music, uh, the theme at the opening and is um, uh, it's called Hill Valley West Coast Connection, put together by my buddy Christian Colbert, who is also a comic book artist. Um, I've known Christian for years, uh, actually, since before I met Mike Fasolo, actually. But um, mm. anyway... But not in person. I didn't meet Christian in person until after I met Mike Fasolo. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so there's a little bit of that song in the beginning of our podcast. I'll play the entire um, the entire track after the podcast, and you can take a listen to that. And you can go uh, take a you know maybe you can check out his stuff. I don't know off the top of my head what his website is, so I'll put that in the description of the podcast <laughs> or something or something or something. Okay, Mike. Thanks. Yeah, it was, it was a pleasure as always, Russ. You know, I always enjoy Mike and Russ time, but now we have a new level of enjoyment. Yes, now there's a new a new uh, 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 dimension to thing. it. Or yeah, a new, new dimension of Rice, Mike yeah. and Russ time. <laughs> um, yeah, whether that's good or bad, we don't know. Only the future will tell. <laughs> that's right. Time will tell. <laughs> time will tell. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> or should it be... Time will tell. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you.